Good day and welcome to the Mobile Notary Show. I'll be your host. My name is Kathy Holliday and I am the CEO of Mobile Notary 24-7. And I would like to thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today for the 16th day of our 30-day challenge podcast. I am still so overly excited. So today I'm going to be sharing with you tips for avoiding common errors on notary certificates. So here's your first tip. Know your state regular uh, um, um, requirements. Know your state requirements. Very important. I had to learn Arizona. I knew Illinois and I had to learn Arizona. So you have to know your state requirements. Certificate wording varies from state to state. So the certificate wording for Illinois, it wasn't that much different from Arizona, but it is a little bit different. So you have to um, um, know the the state-to-state the, the, the state uh, wording. It varies, okay? You need to stay current with your state requirements and your certificate wording and other notary laws. So here's one thing that they changed on the 4506T. Before, we did not have to have the borrow. Check this little box at the very bottom, and I'll read to you what it says, what they're going to be checking. I usually tell the borrow, just make sure your socials are correct, make sure your names are spelled correctly, make sure they've checked the correct box, whether you're individual, sole proprietorship, corporation, LLC, make sure they've Uh, check the correct box for you. Make sure your address is correct. And then at the very bottom, it says uh, signatory attests that he or she has read the attestation clause and upon so reading declares that he or she has the authority to sign the form 4506T. They have to check that box. They do not check that box. You're in trouble. Okay, Um, you probably say, okay, well, someone can check the box for them. These are legal documents. Only the borrower can check their boxes and sign their names and put their phone numbers and put their date. They're the only ones because this is their document and their legal documents. Okay, so the other um, change or notary law that they, they added is on the affidavit of occupancy. Now, in the affidavit of occupancy, there are two pages. The second page is what you will be notarizing. The first page is step number four, only if they're refinancing. This is not for purchase or sale. It's just for refinances. It says refinance only. We, the undersigned, acquire the property on, and there's a big old space where they have to fill in what day they acquired the property. You cannot skip that. Now, inside the documents that they send to you, they're going to um, have big red letters that says, make sure they fill out this. So you have to, in in order to remind yourself, I just put one of my cute little red tabs there with a little arrow that says, fill that out. That way I don't get distracted. I miss and then they end up not filling out that information. Um, The other notary law that has changed is the Patriot Act. Now, the Patriot Act, they used to only require one form of identification. 
Some still require one, but majority are asking for two forms of identification. Now, when they say two forms of identification, they have a first set of documents that you can um, ask for, and then they have a, seven, a second set of documents. So the first set of documents says there's a driver's license, an ID, a military card, passport, U.S. alien registration card, or a Canadian driver's license. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six that you can request on the first set of documents. They have to have one of those. It has to be a picture ID. The second set of documents asks for a social security card. Do they have a government-issued visa? Do they have a non-U.S. Canadian driver's license, a most recent uh, signed tax return? Do they have a property bill, a voter registration card? or organizational membership card, a bank investment or loan statement? Do they have a pay stub? How about a W-2? Do they have insurance papers or do they have a utility bill? One borrower insisted on giving me a passport and a driver's license. I said, sir, that's not what they're requesting. I just need one from the first set of documents and then one from the second set of documents. I'm pretty sure you have a utility bill. You can let me record this on there on the Patriot Act for Utility Bill. That would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so you'll find that some of the borrowers are adamant about they don't want to go look for this. So, of course, you ask them when you make that initial phone call, you say, okay, well, I need two forms of identification. And if you can possibly give me a driver's license or a passport and then one or the other. And then I can take maybe a voter registration card. Now, understand a new law, another new law that they have is you are never, ever, ever to take a picture of the military ID. That's something that is just not lawfully. You cannot do that. I don't care if the borrower says, well, you can take a picture. It's unlawful. You cannot take a picture of the military ID. Okay. So now. The second tip is don't rush. We're trying to avoid making errors on our notary certificate. So do not rush. Take your time. Read the certificate and make sure that you know what it is asking for. Double check each entry before you complete the notarization to catch any issues or errors. Now, I, I, I triple check my documents. So. As the signer is signing, I'm making sure they're signing their names first, middle, last, however it's written on the document. That's my first check. Then when they hand me the document, I look at it again to make sure they put the correct date down. That's my second check. And then once we've done signing all of the documents, I then tell them, well, you call can feel free. We're all done. If you like to, to go take care of something, it's okay if you leave the table. I'm going to double check and make sure that I did not miss a signature or a stamp. And that's my third check. So I don't make mistakes because I triple check myself. Okay. And the last thing that we're going to talk about is you have to make sure that you be prepared. And people say, oh, well, I, when I leave out, I know that I'm prepared. That's no. You need to make sure that your notary twos are all current, especially your official seal. Now, the seal that I have now 
it's good until my expiration date of June 2020. Now, I'm sharing this with you because if you are going to get your seal from NNA or from any of the other notary association companies I shared with you in podcast number three or four, the new seals will have your certificate number on the seal. Once you press that seal onto the paper, it's going to have your certificate number. My seal does not have it. This is something new that they're requiring. So they're not making me go and get a new seal. They're just saying when you are ready to renew your license, that's when you're going to have to make sure that your certificate number is on your notary seal. Okay? So one other thing I wanted to quickly discuss, um, I know I said that was the last one, but this is just for California. Um, They say California notaries must include their title in the California acknowledgement form. So for those of you that may be listening from California, you may want to check that out. Um, After printing their commission name, notary name, notary public, this problem isn't unique to California. Notaries in other states may encounter widely circulated notary certificates that may require them to print their title after their name. So that is something in Arizona that you have to do. When you sign your name, you have to print your name underneath your signature. So I thought that that was just a little bit too much printing. So I bought a stamp that has a customized stamp that has my name. So each time that I sign, I stamp my name. That is one of the new laws that they have in Arizona also that you have to print your name underneath each signature or the documents will be returned and we don't want them returned. Okay, so again, you have to make sure that you stay up to date with the notary laws. Like I said, they will be contacting you. The signing companies will be contacting you and putting out big red bold uh, uh, ink that says sign here and make sure you check this box. They're they're very good at that. And as you do more signings with the signing companies, you'll get familiarized with it. And then you'll start remembering. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we got to put us. We got to put the check mark here on the forty five. And um, one other thing on the 4506 form that I meant to share with you is something new. Um, the if, if, if the borrower's husband's name is on the documents, the 4506, and the wife's name is not, at the bottom where the husband signed, it says spouse. She is not to sign there because her name is not at the top. I didn't understand that. I said, okay, wait a minute. Well, it says spouse and she's the spouse. No, she has her own page. So if you have it just where one person's name is on the 4506 T form, only that one person signs at the bottom. This this is a new rule or regulation that they have. The wife is not to sign. The wife has her own page and the husband is not to sign the wife's page. Okay, so I do hope that these tips were helpful.
Um, I look forward to all of your comments. I look forward to your shares, your downloads, your likes. Feel free to share my podcast with whoever's interested in becoming a notary or whoever would like to hear uh, the tips and the new rules and regulations for the state of Arizona. So thank you again for listening. I greatly appreciate it. You have yourself an awesome day. Stay focused and stay blessed.